Brookfield Boys, Part 6. Before I go any further, I would like to remind you folks, there's times I'm going to make you cry. There's times that I'm going to make you sad. There's times I hope that you're going to laugh your tomatoes off. This time, you are not going to like me very much. I have a purpose why I do things, but as I said in the beginning, there's times you aren't going to like me very much, and Lord knows I don't even like me very much. Please keep that in mind. I was angry at the world and... I had something that I could use to back it up. On with the show. Scared you, huh? <laughs> Boy. Okay, here we go. Our first party. About 80 of us had on our t-shirts and we met at a shopping center. Uh, the party is going to be in this unincorporated area of the city. And we knew right where it was. We knew all these towns like the back of our hand. We had nothing else to do but drive around for years, you know. So there was this shopping center, like I said, that everyone met at. At a certain time, the older guys went in and bought beer for the younger guys. Yeah, we had some older guys in there with us. Uh, Pinner and Emmett were like 20. I was 18, 19. I was somewhere in there. and But I had a baby face, you know. I wouldn't let them buy beer um, for me, we had other guys that were older. I didn't want the uh, younger guys. We had to watch out for them. That we were like big brothers to these younger guys and smaller guys. You know, we had to. There was a sense of family. Now is the best way to say it. I didn't want anything to happen to anybody. And I told them, from here on out till we get home, you two, Emmett and Pinner, I don't want anybody to know that you're my warlords. What does that mean, Pinner said? I want you guys to enjoy yourself. Don't get too drunk in case there's a fight. But you always have to have an eye on me. 
if somebody gets to my back, Kubi will already be there. You're protecting me, but you aren't you aren't gonna get there in time. That's why Kubi will be there. Oh yeah. We can do that. Man. And they high fived each other. I'm I'm trusted both of you with my life. No problem, man. We got you. Okay, this thing on the road. I made a circle up high with my finger. Let's hit the road. And I did like John Wayne. <laughs> All the cars started up and we went off. We had about four blocks to go. It was a corner house, and it was a semi-busy street, not even. Maybe a car every couple minutes, okay? There you go. Rich neighborhood. Most of us came from poor neighborhoods. From the front door, it didn't look like anything was going on, but when you got back, Kids were everywhere. Man, there must have been 50 to 100 people in the backyard. How did they get away with, oh, it's unincorporated. Okay. That means no police. State troopers instead in Cook County. Now, remember, everybody has their T-shirt on, and they have their nickname on. No real names, and nobody called anybody by their real name. It was like a billboard in front of your nickname. You have 80 people, give or take 10, uh, in black T-shirts with red lettering walking in your back door, and we were organized. Not yet as much as I wanted, but we were getting there. Trust me. When I'm done with these guys, remember, I just got out of the Army. Infantry. I knew how to organize. And this was just the first stages of where we were going to go with this. We brought our girlfriends with us. No one... The ones that had one, anyways, I told my Peggy, um, girlfriend Peggy, she couldn't come to this one, but she could come to the next one. Why, she says, because this one, I have to show them who we are. What does that mean? We aren't going to be there long. That's what it means. Oh, Okay, you aren't going to talk to other girls, are you? (laughs) I'll do what I want. Uh, But you need to listen to what I just said, Peggy. We aren't going to be there that long. And we're going to, it'll be over before we all get in the door. Oh, so I shouldn't even go then, right? Folks, like I said, 
<laughs> oh boy, a dumb is a box of rocks, but nice to look at. No kidding. I gotta tell you, this is funny. Okay, I should save it, but that's okay. I'll say it again. I was working um, night shift at a steel mill, which you'll find out. And I was, she got to the point where she didn't have to work because I was making the money at the steel mill enough. And so I just had her in the house and just, you know, all I ask is keep looking beautiful and, you know, make sure I have some breakfast when I come home. I was working the night shift and um, graveyard, actually. And she, I was terrified to go home. Why, you asked? I'm so glad you asked. Because whatever she saw on whatever soap she was watching is what I came home to. If Luke and Laura were arguing, that means... I would have an argument when I get home. <laughs> what? Yes, yes, like I said, you know, somebody put too many rocks in that box. Anyways, so sometimes, but sometimes it was good. You know, if they had a torrid love affair and I would come home and she'd be in the teddy. Hi. Oh, boy. Like I didn't know what. Oh, that episode must have been good, huh? Shut up. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, back to the story. Because all these guys were at the party. They were there to party. Not me, though. I was there to spread the word. Don't mess with us or this will happen. I had a couple geeks going first. Nobody even uh, noticed them. Nobody had seen the black T-shirts yet with the red writing. We were still in the backyard. But after tonight, they're going to know who we are. Then we all started walking in. Eh, Four or five, six of us at a time. Pretty soon... All you saw was black shirts. Then you did, and the regular people, they're like, what happened? And we were everywhere in that house. Someone found the booze cabinet in the house, and they started passing around the bottles just to the black. You know, cool. Next, I saw some guy I didn't know. And he didn't have a black shirt on, so he was nobody to me. And he had this big bag of pot. And I don't smoke pot. And it makes me weird. And then I clean out a refrigerator, and then I'll puke because I ate so much, and then I got to go to bed. Sorry, ladies. I'm sorry. That was when I was young and dumb. I mean, I couldn't even then. 
Okay, now remember, Koopy's right behind me. He's my shadow. All right. And the other two warlords are somewhere. And but I know they've got my back too. It's a cool feeling when you know everyone's watching you and you've got the power. It's a weird feeling. Anyway, so I said to this guy, wow. And remember, I love to play dumb. That's pot, man. Yeah, and it's the good stuff. It cost me a lot of money. Can I smell it? He was sitting on the floor Indian style, and I bent over. Whoa. I grabbed the bag from him. He tried to get up, and there was Emmett. Put him right back down out of nowhere. See, I had a bulldog, and I had someone smart. Emmett was the smart one. Pinner was the bulldog. He was itching to hurt somebody, you know. Down, boy, down. <laughs> Think about a rabid dog. That was Pinner. Anyways, Emmett put him right back down out of nowhere. I knew I picked the right guys. The guy looked around and saw a sea of black shirts, and, of course, mine, too, with red lettering. He kind of woke up out of his pothead stupor, and he just sat there. I mean, duh. Oh, my gosh, what happened? Anyways, he must have been sobering up. (laughs) So I started walking around to all my guys, and I said, that guy back there sitting in Indian style, I want you to go thank him for what, D? That nice gay guy just gave us all this pot for free, and it's the good stuff, and I pinched the butt out for everyone and anyone that wanted one that had um, a black shirt on. And they'd all go up to him and, hey, man, that was pretty cool of you. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, boy, that poor guy. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. You know, I took a step and I said the same words. I want you to go back and thank that guy for what he did. And I pinched some more for the next guy. There was guys all over that guy. He's like, I'm a star, you know. I'm sure he thought, I won't get beat up because I gave him my bag. Anyways, and I spread the love evenly till it was all gone. All the guys went over where that guy was sitting and thanked him, like I said. And pretty soon, he got the picture. I looked over, and I don't know how it happened. Magically, he disappeared. (sighs) I don't know why he just made a bunch of new friends. Why would he leave? I don't know. Oh, well. I made it to the front door. It was a pretty big house. So now it was time to walk to the back door. 
by now the jocks were coming in. Be they were hearing what was happening, and they were milling around in the backyard where the keg was. Remember, and like they were going to do something. Good. This is what I wanted. This is what I've been waiting for. Some get girl, I guess, who was throwing the party, I didn't care who it was, made some kind of comment to two of the guys there that had black T-shirts on. One there was Onion, and the other one was Crazy Bill. He was a friend of mine, though. And I immediately, I gave him a T-shirt and told him, you're in the gang. Just like I did with Kubi. Bill was just like me, but I was faking it. He was real crazy. The reason I liked him so much is this kid got beat as much as I did when we were young. Up until the time he joined the gang, a matter of fact, he was still getting beat. Um, once he joined this gang, though, all these people came over to his house in black T-shirts. The beating stopped. I knew his. he was adopted, and they just thought they could do that to him. And they would tie him up in the basement and really... I mean, they their their drink of choice was uh, gin, and they when we got there, the beating stopped. I'm telling you, but it had done his damage on him. His nickname was Crazy Bill, but I liked him. I knew what he went through. I felt that same pain, and he knew it, you know. And we swapped stories and. You know, anyways, they were in the kitchen, and from what I heard, the girl came into the kitchen who owned the place and said, Watch out. I'm, I need that phone. I'm calling the police. And Crazy Bill said, Oh, this phone? And he pointed to the phone. Yeah, get out of my way. This is my house, and I'm calling the police. And Crazy Bill says, oh, man, let me help you with that. He grabbed the phone and pulled it off the wall. Drywall and wallpaper came with it. Here you go, he said. Make your call. That was before cell phones, obviously. Well, that did it. There was some jocks that saw Crazy Bill do that, and that was it. I don't know why I do this. I yelled, I want every window broken on the way out. All they needed was my permission. We probably broke 10 windows. I said to Pinner and Emmett, I want you in the back of the pack. I want to make sure you heard everybody out that's ours. Hurt. Whoever gets in the way, and this was Pinner's waiting for this one, all of us, you got it, he said. We had 
Not been there, not even a half hour. Come Monday morning, though, everyone's going to know who we are. And that's what I wanted. Now it was Saturday night. The party was in a closed-off type of community. And we could get bottled in. It would have been dangerous. I brought that to the attention of Wild Bill and my warlords, and this time we brought our women. We met at another shopping center, same routine. Guys went in, older guys went and got beer, and we waited in the cars not to draw attention. I said, this time we're going to do something different. This time we're going in and show them how well-behaved we can be unless somebody messes with us. And then the warlords will take it from there. I don't want any of you guys doing anything. Do you understand? And they all said, yeah, yeah. But Pinner, I was hard holding him back, man. And, you know, like I said, uh, Emmett was the smart one. Wild Bill, smart. Even Simon, smart. I wouldn't let Simon wear his shirt. He's with the his spy network. They're allowed. They're not allowed to wear their shirts. Everyone knew who they were from the meetings, but I didn't want them wearing the shirts. They could wear them there. But somebody wearing a uniform when he's traveling in enemy territory, that's kind of stupid. Kubi and I and Emmett and Pinner, we went in first. Ma, please be quiet. I'm trying to do a podcast down here. <laughs> 